Hey friends, we are in week two of a six part series. And this six part series will be dealing with themes and topics that I discuss in my 30 day devotional for moms raising teen girls. With that said, today's topic is remaining steadfast. And when I was praying about who to invite on the show, I could not think of a better teen girl who has stood firm in God's truth. When life came at her, she wasn't afraid to step up and step out for God. And so with that said, my cousin, she calls me Auntie Trudy, so my niece, well, let's just say that, my niece, Ava Katabjian. She is amazing, y'all. She has listened to the Holy Spirit just tug on her heart with issues. She has stood ground. She has stepped out for the Lord, and He has blessed her with a double portion because of it. Take a little listen. Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, vlogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your coffee get comfy. Let's get started. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited to introduce you to my cousin. In fact, she is amazing. And today we are talking about being steadfast in our faith. We are talking about not following the status quo. We are talking about not giving into culture cultural pressure and living as God has intended us to live. And when I was thinking about this particular podcast, I couldn't have thought of a better person and a better girl and teen girl who is living it out loud for the world to see. Welcome, Ava. We are so glad you are here. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Fantastic. How are you, sister? Awesome. Very well. Thank you. <laughs> My girl Ava is from Massachusetts, so y'all will and you will adore her accent. <laughs> well, I, I hope a little bit of my my Boston accent comes through. Maybe just if a, I say Wada, <laughs> Wada, Chowda. Maybe I don't think I'm going to be saying Chowda much through this podcast, but Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ava, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we begin? old are you? Where do you go to yeah. school? Yeah, so I am 17 years old and I am a senior in high school with Liberty University Online Academy. I'm so excited to be graduating this May. Um, I plan to attend Liberty University this upcoming fall and I plan to study government, which I am so thrilled about. Um, I work as a nanny a few days a week, and when I'm not studying, when I am trying to do something and focus on myself, I like to spend time in the gym. Um, I have friends in my area and uh, a lot of virtual friends that I've been able to connect with through my online school, so spend a lot of time trying to connect with them through FaceTime calls or just calls um, in general, and other than that, I, I live a pretty chill life, I would say. Um, 
trying to connect closer with God during this time and season I'm in. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah. Ava's amazing. She has been a mentor <laughs> for my daughter, Lola. Her faith is so, so very strong. And I admire her wisdom and her knowledge. And um, Ava, can you talk to us about that? Like, where did that faith come from? Yeah. So I've grown up in a Christian household and my, my parents, my father and mother are both very strong um, people of faith. And so I've had that instilled in me from a very young age. I committed my life to the Lord when I was four, um, baptized as an infant, baptized at the age of four. Um, so I've, I've grown up with that environment, which was crucial. Um, but for the most part, the last few years, I would say I've taken a more independent route as I've grown older and had questions of my faith and just trying to expand upon my own perception of who God is and what does this mean for me as I step into college and hopefully a career after that? What does that look like? Um, and so I've really had to sit down and spend time with the Lord to understand who Jesus is and what does this mean for me? What does being a Christian look like? Um, because I think it's easy to grow up in a Christian household, but not actually engage in, you know, a relationship with the Lord um, and have that one-on-one -on -one with him. So yeah, I would say the last few years, I've really been able to hone in on who Jesus is and what has, like what a relationship with him means for me. So um I, I would say, though, growing up in a Christian household definitely instilled those biblical principles, which I still value and um, follow today. Yeah, I think that's so important. So God gives you free will, right? Yeah, he, he gives you free will to do whatever it is that you choose. However, you took that path of getting into relationship with him, getting into his word. And I think, yeah that also helps with our identity too. You know, when we learn who he is and what his promises are, then we can better live our life for him. So, you know what, girl, kudos to you because it's not easy in today's world to live in that way, you know? So good for you, sister. Okay. We are talking about being steadfast and I know you girl are your fire. You really are. So was there a time that you can recall that God called you to take a stand and what did that look like? Yeah. So I would recall about two and a half years ago now, um, obviously with everything going on in the world and there was just a lot of commotion regarding so many different topics. I kind of felt like I was in the middle. I felt compelled to speak up and share my beliefs. Um, but at the same time, I felt pressured to stay quiet and not share these really, really imperative values that I cherish. And I didn't really know what to do. I felt, again, compelled to speak up, but I also felt like I shouldn't because my voice as a Christian may not be, you know, as, as, um, um, 
successful, you could say, or cherished among my peers. And so I really prayed about it. I didn't know exactly what the Lord was calling me to do, but um, my, my heart felt really heavy regarding certain topics of you know, healthcare and abortion. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share something. <laughs> I didn't want to think about it too much. I didn't want to overstress this, you know, very simple Instagram post, you could say. So I just shared it. I felt, I felt like the Lord was leading me to do it. I felt peace. So I thought enough's enough. I'm going to share um, what my heart was telling me to share. Well, that, you know, that was easy to click share, but receiving the feedback from people I had known for years, even family, that was really difficult because not all of the feedback was uh, warm and loving, you could say. And I was pretty stunned at the words and the vulgar used in a lot of the feedback, but I was willing to step out in faith and share something that weighed really heavy on my heart. And so um, I, I knew that there was going to be pushback, but I, I was willing to stand in opposition of mainstream media in order to share what I knew to be truth. So that's awesome. Okay. So obviously if there's something on your heart, then God puts that there. Right. And usually when yeah. he puts a, he puts something on our heart, it it's continual, right? <laughs> He's going to keep yeah. on coming at us. Oh, yes, <laughs> for sure. And, um, so I think it's hard, especially when family comes at us, you know, mm. to worry about what are others going to think and, um, how will they respond and will their words be hurtful? Will I lose friends? So what gives you the courage to stand for God's truth? Mm -hmm. Well, in general, I think as Christians, we have to stand out in culture and we have to take a stand against, like I said, the mainstream narrative of what is right and what is wrong. Cause if you don't, you'll just be another, you know, you'll just be another human. You're not going to stand out against um, this highly adopted narrative, which is, goes against almost every biblical principle. Um, and I, my courage comes from a, a place of wanting to be different. It's one of the reasons why I felt compelled to share my, my beliefs in the first place, because I've always known as a Christian that my perception of certain topics and situations was different than my friends who didn't follow a, a Christian um, belief and have a Christian worldview. So I knew that from the beginning, um, but I, I want to say I took, I was really proud of myself for stepping up and being bold enough to go against what might my friends were believing because for me, I was saying, okay, Lord, I know this is your word. And I know that what's going on in the world right now is wrong. And if I don't do anything, if I don't even, if I'm not willing to share with people that I love, you know, I love these people, 
and I don't want them to live in darkness. I want them to see your light and your truth. Then that's selfish of me. If I'm not willing to share with them, you know, the goodness of God and the gospel. And so I, I would say my courage comes from a lot of different areas, but really just wanting to be different and know that that's okay. Because as Christians, we're not called to do the ordinary, right? We're called to do extraordinary things for the kingdom of, of heaven. So, and, and that, that didn't come overnight. That was a really long process. But as you mentioned, when God places something on your heart, he'll keep stringing away at it until you're, you're finally in a place of obedience and you're willing to submit to him for what he knows is best for you. Amen to that girl. Amen to that. So there are, we've talked about these messages that we're getting and, you know, what culture is throwing at us versus, you know, biblical truth and Christian worldview. Mm. So what are some of the issues or messages teen girls might be facing that are causing them to waver in today's world? I think one of the biggest issues and one that I've struggled with personally is appearance. Um, this is something so prevalent in our society today, but it goes back many, many years. I mean, this isn't something new that girls are facing and even, even guys, um, but I would say specifically girls. And it's this, you know, desire to have unrealistic you know, beauty expectations that aren't sustainable, that aren't healthy, that, you know, don't honor and glorify your body. Um, and, you know, they create these issues of self-doubt and um, lack of worthiness, which we know if we are a child of God, then we are, you know, we are made right by him and we're made in God's image. So we are, you know, we are temples of the Holy Spirit as well. So we, we should be honoring our body and doing what is right for it. But if we have these issues of self-doubt and, you know, um, fear of really the, the temple that God has made for us, then we're not honoring him. And so I, I would say for me personally, I've dealt with, you know, appearance issues and body image issues. And I think in today's society where so much is over-sexualized, you, you, you tend to look at your body more because everything around you is um, really focusing on something that isn't, it, it doesn't make up who we are, right? Sure, this is my body, but what does my soul look like? That, that's what is so important. And we're not focusing on that. And so it makes sense that people and specifically girls um, are going to really rely on this unrealistic beauty expectation to fill a desire that God can only fill himself. Yes. And I think we go back to where your faith comes from, right, Ava? Like you yeah. are able to stand in his identity over your life because of your relationship with him. And because you see who you are in him and that you aren't able to stand or rely on anything that this world could possibly give you. It's what's already within you that makes you worthy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. 
And I think another issue, I think another issue I, I want to mention really briefly, because I've also struggled with this, um, is peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes back to my initial standing up for what I believe, um, believe in. It, it's this issue of peer pressure is so prevalent because you want to do the right thing and yet you feel compelled to do otherwise because of fear of what might be or um, you know losing your friends and I was willing to lose my friends I was willing to stand up for what I believe in regardless of the outcome because I love truth and when truth you know is being shunned or hidden it bothers me because people should know the truth and so um, I I was willing to step up regardless of, you know, the outcomes. And, you know, a lot of people would cave to peer pressure. Uh, and I did, I did initially because that was one of the things I thought of. Um, I might lose my friendships that I've had for years if I step, you know, step up to um, this new level, you could say, right? Because I was finally willing to express how I felt. and. And that took a lot of prayer and that took a lot of thought. It wasn't, again, it wasn't an overnight thing, but I was ready. And so peer pressure definitely compels people to do things that they don't want to do. And it's unfortunate because you see this within schools, you see this within friendship groups, you see this online um, and, you know, you're seeking this self-validation from the world, but ultimately God's the only one who can validate you. Um, and if you know, you're endlessly trying to please man, you're never going to seek, uh, you're never going to gain ultimate fulfillment. So that's another issue I, I wanted to just briefly touch on. Yes, absolutely. It's fear of man, right. Over fear of yeah. God. And yes. yeah, just leaning in and and stepping back, I think as a teenager, the hormones are raging, right? And this pressure to feel worthy and valid and enough is in their face. 24 7, 365. Let's be honest, if you have social media, it's in your face all the time. So yeah. overcoming that is really hard. And that's why having that intimate relationship with God has to be the most important. Absolutely. Because the world is giving them enough to distract them from what God is doing in their lives. So, yeah, I know you touched upon it a little bit. So what are some of the consequences that you've had to deal with um, because of your steadfastness? I would say the number one thing is the loss of friendships, which was really difficult for me because being an online student already provided me the challenge of not having friends in my local area. I have plenty of online friends, but I will say having the connections in my my area is what made me feel really grounded in a sense that I had those friendships and those connections and people I could go see in person because I am a social butterfly. So I love to be with people and that sort of environment, that social environment really keeps me going. Um, so losing those connections was 
incredibly difficult for me. I felt kind of isolated in a sense because now I'm like now I don't have friends and now I know that there's people who probably don't like me so I've got you know two things going at me but um that that was something I was willing to do and so I was completely I was humble I was like you know what God you're in control I know you're gonna bring me people who are like-minded who want to honor you and glorify your kingdom and he did and it wasn't, it wasn't um, a quick thing. It took a while. I think a lot of it came down to me being obedient and showing the Lord that I was willing to honor him, regardless of the con like the consequences that I faced um, with people I knew. So losing friends was one thing. Being called names is, you know, kind of, you know, that's, <laughs> that was something I had to deal with and something that I had to learn to kind of handle because I didn't, I, I surprisingly never got really emotional or sad. It was more of, it's not even anger, just something. It was like, it almost kind of fed my desire to keep going um, when people would call me names or make jokes or say, you know, you're a Christian, but how can you say, you know, you're this, 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 or you're just, you know, a homophobic Christian or they, you know, you get all the names in the book, but I took that and I'm like, okay, obviously I'm making the devil very angry because I am receiving so much pushback right now. And rather than looking at it and being like, oh man, you know, I lost my friends. I'm being called names. I'm going to stop because I don't want to shake the boat anymore. I was like, no, we're going to continue to rock this boat because this is an issue that obviously needs to be addressed within my local friend group within, you know, it's a, it's really a worldwide issue, but you have to start somewhere. So I was willing to start with the people I knew and that bought that wrote that boat got rocked for sure. But, um, needless to say, I'm very happy that I made the choice to, um, defend God and defend my own um, biblical principles and convictions because we're called to be different. So if we just adapt and don't do anything, you know, um, to, to honor God, then we're, you know, are we really being, um, are we really trusting God that he's in control? Because if I hadn't trust God, if I, you know, went against what I was being called to do, I would never be in the position I am today. And I have, I have vastly grown spiritually because I was willing to face these consequences, which in the moment seemed really rough. But now looking back, I know it was just a part of the process. Yes, girl, this is fire right here. This is the fire I'm talking about, right? Like consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because it's the perfecting of your faith. And, yeah. and this is the perfect example of that, Ava, like for you to have the courage to stand, for you to withstand the name calling and losing your friends. And, and that means so much to teen girls. It means so much but God, right? Like 
Like you said, I was obedient in his call. He put this on my heart. I walked it out and yes, I lost friends, but you know what? He did immeasurably more than I could think, dream, or imagine because he brought people in my life that are going to spur me on and sharpen me. Iron sharpens iron. And so, you know, what the enemy meant for harm, God turned to good and that's his promise. And girl. (laughs) And I think kind of bouncing off of what you said, so many young girls find their identity Mm -hmm. in their friends. Yes. And this becomes so problematic because unlike God, you know, God's unwavering, right? Talk about being steadfast. God's love for us is so unwavering and friendships, especially teen friendships are very unpredictable. I mean, there are so many different variables that could end a friendship overnight. And so I experienced that firsthand, you know, people I knew for years, it wasn't like we had just become friends and suddenly I said something that upset them. It was friendships that I had established for years that were literally being compromised because they were, you know, these individuals were upset by something I believed in, right? They were upset at my, my beliefs. And I'm like, well, if we can't meet in the middle and just, you know, discuss this civilly, then that's your problem. That is not my problem to deal with. And, and I think that comes down to an identity issue, really, when you find your identity in something other than um, Jesus Christ. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think so many girls would, would think what's wrong with me, they would turn inward, you know, yeah, but, but God calls us to act and react differently. Like we can't, we can't, um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> we can't um, have control over how people treat us, but we can yes. control how we react. So I think that's very, very mature of you, Ava, at 17 to be like, okay, if we can't meet in the middle and you can't accept me for my belief and somebody who's very near and dear to my heart. And that is Jesus. And that is my one priority. If we can't meet in the middle, then um, you're not my person. And so I think that could help a lot of teen girls with much of the heartache that they have about, you know, feeling like they don't fit in or, you know, searching for all of that validation in all the wrong places. When we put Jesus first, then everything else just comes in line. Amen to that. Yes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go into some rapid fire questions? (laughs) Um, I think we can move into the questions. I'd love to answer these. See what you're going to throw at at me. (laughs) So what is your favorite book of the Bible? My favorite book of the Bible would have to be from the New Testament, the book of Philippians. Mm. Um, there, first of all, there's a lot of amazing verses mm-hmm. in there focusing on really prevalent issues, I would say, um, dealing with, you know, humility, um, being content, mm-hmm. um, that, that would have to be my favorite book in the Bible. Yes. Yes. Okay. Your current favorite worship song. 
Freedom Hymn by Austin French. I'm not sure if you've listened to it, but it is spectacular. It's one of my favorite songs. It's all about finding your freedom in Christ, which kind of goes with this theme of what we were talking about. But, you know, finding your identity in Christ, ultimately giving us freedom from our burdens, from our sins, from our chains, as Austin says in the, in the, yes. in the song. Yeah, definitely my favorite song. Ooh, that's amazing. I'm going to have to check that out. I have not, I don't know how I've not heard it, but I have to check it out now. <laughs> it's a little bit more upbeat. I mean, if, if we're talking in terms of worship, I mean, I'm not going to listen to this song if I'm trying to like spend time with the Lord and, mm-hmm. and be quiet. Right. Um, Cause it definitely gets you going, but highly recommend 10 out of 10. Nice. Well, I like to listen to worship songs when I run. Okay. Because I, I literally will run down the road and with my hands in the air and people probably think I'm crazy, but I'm just worshiping the Lord, y'all. <laughs> so, you know, it looks different for everybody. So no judgment. Zero judgment. Thanks, girl. I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. Is there a book that you've recently read that you would recommend to my listeners? Okay. So, um, one book that I read probably about a year ago now, and it really opened my eyes to not only American government, but just, um, the founding principles of our country was constitutional government and free enterprise by Guy Ferdon. She's a professor at Liberty university she is such an intellectual woman. I've had the privilege of actually meeting her back in April and she is incredible. And I had the awesome opportunity to read the book and it totally shifted my mindset Mm -hmm. just with, you know, my, my perception of what America is and what we're founded on. Mm -hmm. Um, and after I read the book, I was really, um, humbled actually by our our history and I learned a lot I was able to expand upon my my knowledge regarding America and the biblical principles we were founded on which I knew we had I just really didn't I didn't know what they were um and a lot of the book kind of correlates to some issues we're, we're seeing today and really um it, it can be applied to today's situation worldwide so highly recommend the book it it was a game changer for me so good and you know these are the things that you won't learn in public school right yeah yes absolutely the homeschool mom and me my eyes were opened when we began homeschooling and we started reading the Pilgrim's Progress and what our forefathers went through and the courage they took to stand on faith and faith alone to get here. And it's empowering. It is empowering. And I mean, even if you're in school, I recommend that, you know, a student encourages, you know, other students to read this book. It's just, you know, it, it's good to read a plethora of, of different ideas and books and get, you know, established with the fact that everybody has a very different worldview. Yes. 
Um, but this book really, really helped me identify, you know, the principles we're founded on and how we've drifted from them. And I just, I would recommend this book to anybody. So I love it. It's Constitutional Government and Free Enterprise by Guy, G-A-I, for Dawn. So So definitely get your hands on it. Thank you for sharing. You know, in addition to that, you know, we have extra skin in the game in that my 13th great-grandfather and Ava's 14th great-grandfather was on the Mayflower. I was, I was waiting. I'm like, maybe she'll bring it up. We got to flex a little bit. <laughs> You're totally flexing right now. He was six. Yeah. Six. I don't know. He was anyway. six. That is a rare thing. I don't know many people who can say that. So that is definitely a blessing and probably explains why I love our history so much. Yes. So. Yes. So many of those Vanios, they are into that genealogy. <laughs> yes. All right, sister, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. I can't help but think that this is going to encourage so many moms and so many teen girls and boys, because let's face it, it's not just girls that are facing these issues. So um, thank you for your time, sis. You are so welcome. I just, I hope everybody listening um, took away something and I loved having this conversation with you. All right, girl, would you mind closing us in there? Absolutely not. Let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this conversation my aunt and I had today. Um, I just pray for every listener, every young girl or young guy or whoever you have listening to this. Lord, I, I pray for their situation that they're in. I pray that they know that they are loved by you, Lord, that they don't need validation from this world, that only you can give them the peace which transcends all understanding, Lord. I pray for this world we're in. We know it's broken. We know that sin um, leads us to fall farther away from you, Lord, but you are good and you are a faithful God. And I just pray for every listener, Lord, that um, you comfort them with with whatever situation they're going through and um, grant them the peace that they need to know that you are Lord and you are sovereign. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again, girl. Until next time, Kingdom Mamas, have a great week. Hey, Mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review, and subscribe to the show? Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.